Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy, Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and we have a special guest joining us on the show today, singer, songwriter, producer, director, and the original member of the legendary group, Public Announcement, Mr. Andre Boykins, man, what it do? What's going on, sir? Man, listen, man, I'm feeling great, man, I'm, I'm just so excited to uh have the honor to even be able to have this interview with you man like you you you're a legend man to me you know what i mean yes sir yes sir i appreciate that absolutely absolutely how you feeling my brother oh i'm good man i'm good just running around running around (laughs) man listen i'm just glad we got on point man we got this thing going man so um i want to um I want to jump off into this thing, man, about I, I want to give give the fans and the listeners um, a little history about you, man. Like you've been in the game for a long time, a long That's time, good. writing incredible music, producing incredible music. And um, I want to I want to go back a little bit, though, to um, where, did, where, did, where did this passion and this love come from was was it something that's that was within the family or or was it something that you just kind of like as the culture grew and you got older you just picked up picked up the love for it well my mother she was a singer and you know i grew up watching her you know rehearse with her bands and stuff like that and then i think about uh what was it maybe about 14 I was like, Mom, I want to sing like you. <laughs> and, you know, she would play the Stevie Wonder records, all that kind of stuff, and Shaka Khan and all of that. So she plugged me up a mic and said, hey, go ahead, start start practicing. Wow. And, and that's kind of how it started. So um, as, as, as the, when she heard your vocals, did, did she know that, that, that she had something and that you had something um as as you you practiced more and got better i mean she knew i could sing you know but i didn't think she she thought that i would pursue it like that because eventually she pretty much stopped singing so oh. i don't know if she thought that was going to be the same thing i was going to do or or was i going to just keep it going right you know what i mean so so like um did you did you participate in any any talent shows or anything like that or whatever as you furthered your as you furthered your career and start to really take it serious? And well, matter of fact, at what point did you begin to really take it serious? I mean, right after that, I took it serious because that was around uh, what elementary school time. So right, formed formed me a little group and and we were singing. You know what I mean? singing a cappella, kind of like a boys to men type of thing. We right. were trying to do that and, and doing the little talent shows. And that's, you know, you know that's pretty much how, how it started. Right. And then it just evolved from there. As I got older, you know, I kept recreating groups and doing other groups. And around Chicago, just pretty much like hitting all the talent shows, stuff like that. Right. Okay, so... um at at what at what point at what point um in time did did you guys 
uh, form public announcement? Well, how that started basically was I was in a group. The group members that I was with were like not really serious, as, you know, as I was. I don't think. Right. So, so a bunch of crazy stuff was going on. So, I held like an audition for like members. And Earl and Rick showed up, and they were already a group. So in their mind, they were coming to get me to be a part of their group. <laughs> and at the same time, I was trying to audition them for, for my group. Right. So that's kind of how we met. Wow. And was it, it was like, so I guess it was like instant chemistry at that point. Oh, yeah, because around that time, I mean, you know, they they had performed like, you know, quite quite a few places. Earl's mom was managing them at the time, and they were doing, like, Ready for the World and, you know what I'm wow. saying, and stuff like that, like, actually had the guitars and all that kind of stuff. So, so pretty much, yeah, I mean, once we got together, I mean, it just made sense. And right. We started managing, and then that's when we started doing shows all around Chicago. Yeah, you, you guys were really making some serious noise, too, man, some real serious noise. I thought it was pretty dope though how y'all came together that 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 story, you know what I mean? So yeah. at 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 that point you guys um you guys who did you already have the name public announcement or how did the name originate? No, we kind of came up with the name like like once we got with uh with Rob, then we kind of mentioned the name to him and he was like, "Okay." You know, and then cuz we were called Rush at the time. Right, and, I, and if I remember right, it's uh, reaching unexpected successful heights. I think that's what it was. Dope. So, dope. So yeah, man, and we was, and you know, once we got with dude, it turned into something else. So how did how, how did that come about? Not uh, th- that you mentioned that. How did how did you guys actually? Because um, I think that you guys were doing like an um, you were doing like an audition or something at a spot. Well, not necessarily audition. Uh, there was a spot in Chicago called the Cotton Club, right? And around that time, uh, Rob used to frequent there. Uh, Bernie Mac used to host it. Godfrey used to do his comedy there. And this was like a real popular spot for any for anybody who was doing any type of entertainment. So we had won so many talent shows around the city of Chicago. At that point, you know, they stopped letting us get into the talent shows and we had to be special guests or just come by, you know. Right. So they kinda took us out of winning the little prizes and stuff like that. So <laughs> we decided we would go to the cotton club. Right. So we went to the con club one night. We was dressed, ready to go. It's packed out. And he walked in and he seen us. And this was around the time right after he had won Natalie Cole's big break. And we didn't know at the time that him and MGM weren't together anymore. Ah. So when he came in and asked us, what did we do? We was like, we sing, dance, you know, the whole, you know, the whole you did. Right. And uh, so he said, well, come on into this, you know, oh, let's go into the bathroom. Let me hear you sing. You know, he said, no. So we went in the bathroom, son. Mm-hmm. He even danced in the bathroom. Come on. You know what I mean? And, 
at that point, he was like, meet me at my house tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're all black. So we did, and then after that, it was kind of like a verbal agreement, like, man, y'all do this with me right now, and after that, I, I produce y'all. Oh, so y'all never had a contract. What age were you guys at that time? I don't know. We had to be like, if he was like about 25, 26, I know I'm, I'm the youngest, so I guess I was maybe 21. Okay. So, so somewhere like that, because he was like 25, 26. So. Right. So you got, so... Did did you guys y'all was 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 the mom still managing the group at the time? I'm sorry, who did you say? What was the mom still managing the group at that time? Uh, not with him involved. Right. You know, it turned to something else because he he uh, Barry Hankerson had got him a deal with Jive, but he fell out with the MGM dudes because of that Natalie Cole's big break. But Jive didn't want to sign him without the group. You know, they didn't feel comfortable releasing him like that. Right. So, so no, Earl's mom at that point, she was kind of out of the way at that point. Okay, okay. So it was basically a verbal agreement. I'm pretty sure you guys were excited and, and discussed it um, or whatever. Were you guys knowledgeable at that time um, about the business aspect of it or whatever, or you kind of just was just in the moment? And just yeah, went at that it. time, man, we didn't really know nothing about the business aspect of it. We we were so into just the fact of performing and singing, so we didn't know pretty, you know, really nothing about it. We just knew that he was next to blow, so we we didn't even really care about that at that point. Right. And I don't know if you've seen the documentary that I did. It's called My Story. Yes. And and it pretty much tells that whole story as well. You know what I'm saying? That we was we were really just happy to be there. You know. Because we knew he had the deal, right? So everything was everything. So with 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 like um, with with the whole opportunity and 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 the situation with R. Kelly, um, you guys. So the first project uh, was born into the nineties, right? And 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 yes. you know that that was a classic album. Um, did you guys work on that project collectively with R. Kelly or? Um, because I know it, it was like the last phase of the new Jack Swing era. Mm -hmm. And it was a classic, classic project. How 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 much input did you guys have um, on that particular project? Was it like a collective uh, effort with putting that project together? No, no. In all actuality, a majority of it was already done. You know what I'm saying? We, we came in towards the tail end of it and did little small things. But for the most part... He had done everything already. Oh, you know what I'm saying? so so we didn't really participate in that until like the live shows, and then and then we really you know was getting it on. But but at that point he was pretty much ready to go because he thought he was going to have MGM with him. Right. So so now nah, we didn't really do too much on that. So in that particular situation, like when when you know when it became real like that, and you guys dropped the classic project was a part of a classic project um did paperwork and things of that nature come in come into play then at that point then because i mean it's real at this point no because everything was going so fast literally it was going like okay let me give you an example uh we met him at his spot 
rehearse. Then we would start rehearsing out on 47th Street, uh, Lakeshore Drive, right. in a parking lot. Come on. And and Earl would bring his, uh, he had a black Camaro around that time. He had a big kicker box in the back. He would put the kicker box on top of the car. And then we would put the album in. And we would be out there like fully rehearsing. And I don't want to lie, but I'm almost for certain it wasn't like a month later we took photos, and then a couple of weeks after that, we were doing sold-out shows overseas. So it happened really fast. Right, right. So at that at, at that point, were, were you guys being compensated at that point, or you still was just oh, riding? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we were getting paid, but okay. it just was no actual contractual agreement. But we were getting paid. Right. So uh, did, did he set you guys? Were you guys set up with your publishing and and and, and writers um, and and co- uh, collaborative efforts on on as far as the um, the album? No. no, none of that was set up. Wow. Nothing. And like I said before, if you watch the documentary, you 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 know we go into real detail about how that went. Nothing was set up. We got like a salary every week. Wow. And 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 oh, a, yeah. along along the way of um and 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 that 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 album that out al- that album went platinum. Absolutely. So it 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 definitely did uh tremendous numbers. Mm-hmm. Um with with hearing the 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 finished product did you guys knew at that moment did you know at that moment that that what the album the projection of what the album would do again i'm gonna say at that time we were so young we didn't we didn't even care what that album was doing (laughs) i mean you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. we would we were literally just happy to be there right i mean we overseas doing sold out shows i'm 21 years old so i'm not even thinking about that right honestly and and at that and at that point, it, all all of the group members were active at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody was active. So I I, I want to talk about the experience because like it, it's really like a life changing experience to actually go on tour and you know go around the world performing yeah. in front of thousands and thousands of people. What what was that like? Going coming from like where you come from to the momentum like that what was that like overwhelming i mean it was overwhelming but we were so prepared i think because we rehearsed every day for hours before we met him so Mm. we were like season four that level of the game anyway right so so we didn't lack anything you know in terms of that but just in terms of the crowd and, and how big the crowd was and, and, and how, like, they were going so crazy, I mean, that you can't prepare for. <laughs> we right. didn't expect that. Right. You're you, you, you right about that. You know, I just, I'm just trying to envision it at that age, just traveling yeah. the world, performing, and and actually getting paid to do what you love to do, like, that that's a once in a lifetime thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and it felt great. I mean, the thing is, it you know, it was just so shocking. 
Right. You know, because I, I mean, literally, I'm not like like just just blowing it up. But but at the end of the day, when we took them photos, we shot the album cover photos. Literally, probably two three weeks later, we were doing sold out shows in Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Man. all all those places. You know what I'm saying over there and. We we just fell into the whole thing, you know. We we didn't even have time to think about it. Right, right. You're right you know, because we didn't like have time to process. It. Right, that because when you in the moment, you know, it's like a lot of things. And you know what, man? It's 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 that's so true because a lot of if you look at a lot of different entertainers, man, in the business that came in the game really really young, and you mm -hmm. ask them certain questions about certain moments. They can't really give you too much because they're in the moment. Right. Right. I dig that. Right. We didn't even have a chance to really enjoy, the, even sit and say, wow, can you believe we here? It, it was going too fast. <laughs> right. And then you were trying to stay in your element as well with, you know, perfecting your craft, being the best, putting on the best shows that you can do, make sure you're hitting the notes. So it was like you, you you're so focused on trying to be the best that you really don't really have time to even like step outside of the bubble and, and actually like, wow, like, man, we here, like we, I definitely get right. that. I definitely right. get that. I can that. honestly tell you, I don't even think we had a conversation, us three, saying like, can you believe we here? We didn't even have, we didn't even have time to have that conversation. Ever? Ever. Wow. Never thought about it once. It just felt like we were supposed to be there, and and everything was going well. I mean, you know, he had his ideas. We had our ideas in terms of performing and stuff like that, and we came together on that. So it was never a struggle. We just kind of just, you know, again, I say, just fell into it. Right. What, what was it like? What was it like um, working, with, working with R. Kelly, like... Um, because I mean, no doubt, we can't take anything away from um, his creative genius. What, right. what what was it like working um, working with him and being on the road and and, and touring? Was it was it was it a major learning experience? I'm gonna say it like this, and I hope I'm I'm, I'm explaining this right for you and and the listeners. At that point. In our minds, we didn't look at it like he was so much better because during that time he had just he, he was just coming out. Right. So we so he didn't have all these hits that everybody know now. This was his first debut for real. So wow. we never looked at him like that. We just looked at him like he was like a step ahead of us. Right. Because he had a situation that. That, to us, was the only thing that separated us from him, in our minds. So we didn't have time to say, oh, this guy, he's a genius. I mean, right. no, 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 we didn't look at it like that. He didn't have all them hits. He didn't have no platinum records. So oh. so we looked at it like, you know, the guy's good, us together, we're great, right. and and let's just do this. I mean, I mean, that's the best way I can explain it. Now... As time went on, you know what I'm saying, and, and how things ended up, then you start to see his genius in writing and things of that, you know, things of that nature. Right. You know what I'm saying? But during that process, no, no, we never even looked at him like that. You know what? And, and 
you know, being a being a fellow artist myself and a writer and, and, and a producer, I feel you. I, I really feel you when you say that, because it's right. like, you know, looking at it from the consumer perspective and the fan perspective, you know, right. one would look at it like that. But yeah, yeah. when you, you know, when you broke that down like that, you know, and I'm glad you broke that down like that for the listeners, because I, I, I definitely felt that because that's right. real. That's real. You yeah. guys, and I don't think that people understand and realize that you guys were at the beginning phase of this whole movement. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. This was the coming out. Born into the nineties was the coming out for for uh, R. Kelly and public announcements, as well as it was for R. Kelly, and then as well as it was for public announcements. Right. So we were all in the moment, basically. Right. And I tell you another little little quick story. Once we went overseas, okay, we came back, and overseas, it was like popping. It was gone. It was like we were Michael Jackson or something over there. Wow. People were fainting, girls fainting. I mean, it was crazy. But when we came back over here, we didn't know that it had the same effect. Because everybody was telling us, yeah, you know, people overseas, they love music more than the United States. You know, they really into it. they loyal fans. So we're thinking, okay, well, this is just this. So the next big thing we did once we got back was the Apollo. And that's the, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, for your listeners. I, I really don't know how old your listeners are, but if they go to YouTube and look, we were on the Apollo, and we did, I think, Honey Love and Slow Dance. It, 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 was, and, it was Honey Love. Yep, and when we we were standing behind like a curtain thing, and we were scared. All of us, <laughs> them too, because we didn't know that nobody was really into it like that Right. once we got back. And that black curtain rose up. And all them girls start running down to the front. To the front. Yep, I, I remember like, that show. Huh? I remember that show. Yeah, yeah, it, and that's when we knew. Okay, it's popping over here too. Cause we were scared. Honestly, we really were scared. Like they're gonna boo us. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. everybody knew how the Apollo gets down. So right. if you don't get out there and do your thing, you're gonna get booed. So we thought that was gonna happen, but. When that when that black curtain rose up, all them girls ran to the front. Then we knew it was popping over here in the states too. And then after that, it was pretty much over with. Right, man. That that's <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like that's crazy to be in one situation, you know, trying to figure things out, yeah. and then just catapult to just. That's man. That's... It felt it felt like it was overnight. I'm not gonna lie, it felt like it was overnight. So let's with with you know Earl Earl Earl, Earl Robinson was uh, an original member of of the group, and yes. um, at that point that he decided to leave the group from seeing whatever he said that he seen with R. Kelly and. Right. He brought that to you um, concerning Aaliyah. Um, right. How how true is that? Because you know you hear so many different stories, and and the thing that really like tripped me out about this whole situation is how can you do 
a story or whatever it was on Lifetime, whatever it was, how could you not reach out to the actual people who was actually around this person? Like, how how are you guys not even involved in this? Wait, well, actually what happened was um, we filmed uh, the My Story documentary. I want to say, I think it was like 20, 2015. And and we all, you know, I got Earl, went down there, got Rick. And at the time, Rick was doing sound and lighting. So he came in, he did the lighting. Excuse me, did, did the sound. And basically, uh, how can I say it? Earl... Okay, put it this way. I'll just say it like this. We had been together for a while, and I believe that Rob figured out, okay, well, Earl is cool, Rick is cool, Dre is cool, you know, but as we did shows and, and as we traveled and stuff like that, their relationship started to kind of like struggle a bit. Oh. And and then it kind of moved me into a space where he was moving me up. So, so at the end of the day, you know, Earl's relationship with with him wasn't that good. So around the time that he uh, allegedly say he saw Rob with Aaliyah, and then he came and told me, I really couldn't take it in because I'm watching y'all relationship is not that good. So right. I don't know if you're saying all of this because y'all relationship isn't good, because I didn't see it. Right. See what I'm saying? And I never knew of him doing nothing like that. So at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you say you saw it, but Earl was very adamant about it, and probably a couple of days after that, he was gone. What what did what did Earl actually say that he saw? Because he brought it to you, so he confided in you on it. What did he say right. that he saw? He said he saw them having sex. He saw him and Aaliyah having sex on the on the bus. Yep, yep, on the tour bus because we had all got off the bus, and for some reason Earl stayed on there asleep or whatever in his bunk. Oh, because Rob always had the back room. Right. So so the way he explained it to me was he heard duct tape. And if you ever been on a tour bus, at the bottom of the tour, uh, that back room door is a vent. And he said he heard duct tape or something, you know, going across the vent. So he stayed, he uh, quietly peeked and, and took something and looked between the tape of, of that vent and saw this man doing whatever he said he saw. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so at that point, you know, he was he was like, you know, I don't know what words to even use. He was like, you know, frazzled over it or, or like, you know, like really messed up over this. And a couple of days after that, he was gone. Wow. And then Rob asked me, he said, where, where did Earl go? I'm like, he went home. He's like, why? And then I was like, well, because he said he saw you, you in the lid. And then, you know, Rob told me, he said, well, what they got to do with him? Right. So I was like, I don't know. So, so he was like, well, I'm going to pay you what he was getting paid plus what I paid you. And that was that. 
Why do you think that Earl was so devastated by what? What? How old was Aaliyah at that time? She was about fourteen. She was fourteen. 14, 14, 15, something like that. And and how often did you did you see um, the interaction with with R. Kelly and Aaliyah? It's, it's, and, and and that's my point. I never seen it. Huh. I've never seen no type of inappropriate activity between them ever. Wow. So it was hard for me to take Earl's word for it, even though we were all together first. Right. But it, it just didn't add up in my mind because I'm like, what are you talking about? So I so I pretty much blew it off like, okay, well, you and him don't get along that good. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you could be on some craziness just for us all to get out of here. So I'm like, right. no. Do you, do you think that, my thing is like all of these allegations that's coming out right now, you know, like we, we've been down this road before and it appears to be a lot of a lot of, 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 of replay type stuff that, that's going on. But I'm trying to understand like why now? I mean, I think, you know, okay. Okay, you saying why? Why now? Yeah. All right, well, let's go back. Okay. When when that tape came out, you know, uh, and he was allegedly on the tape, and it allegedly looked exactly like him, I think people knew and felt like in in their hearts that was him. But nobody cared enough to to stand up and pretty much be like, you know, we're not having this. You know, this dude is doing blah, 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 blah. Right. So it, it pretty much blew over everybody's head, and no, and nobody really cared, honestly. People did not care. As long as this man was putting out some hits, they did not care. Right, and we're talking about labels and everything. Nobody cared. Right. Of course, of course the label ain't going to care. They're getting paid. They don't care. But I'm talking about the public. I'm talking about the fans. They didn't even care. Right. And the tape was almost in everybody's household in every urban community. Everybody's seen it. Right. Have you, so, so when you've seen so it, when you've seen right it, now, when you've seen it, do you think that it, it was him? Huh? When you seen the tape, do, did it look like it was him to you? Well, I only seen little bits and pieces, but it, you know, it allegedly, it, it, it you know, it, it was a, uh, a pretty good resemblance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. So that's all I can say. I mean, it, it you know, it kind of looked like him. Right. But but do I have any facts? No. No. And, and see, that's the thing, man. Me and his relationship was a lot different than, like, every everybody else that was around. Right. See what I'm saying? Because he respected me to a certain degree because I brought a certain vibe to the situation. So he liked that vibe. Right. Of me and of me and him. That's why you see me in so many videos. Right. You know, and I was going to ask you that too. I think that. I, do you think that it, it it was because your vibe was more organic? With with trying to connect with him and the other guys may have been strictly about business and you know you were about business as well. But at the end of the day, you you still was building a relationship with this guy too. Yeah, and not only that, you know, he 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 came off always wanting to be this street R and B dude. 
Right. And and you know, if you research his background and listen to what people say as far as when he was growing up, he was never that. Right, absolutely. So so at the end of the day, I'm from the west side of Chicago. So I was really that street dude. So so I think I just added an element to him that made him be able to push that narrative of he's a street dude. Mm. See now what I'm saying? A, yeah, that's a different perspective right there. And, and you look at uh, to the homies that were lost and, and all that kind of stuff. I always played like that street dude. Wow. That was my role. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do you do you think he felt somewhat, somewhat safe as well? Because you know you you kind of, you you gave off that solid vibe and that street vibe of that that you know that loyalty vibe. You, I mean, I would say this. I mean, you know, like after public announcement, and I would be around. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, I kind of turned into a student in my mind. Right. I don't know how he looked at it. But I turned myself into a student, and I'm watching how he's putting records together. You know, I'm watching, you know, just the whole process of the production and stuff like that. So at at that point, he looked at me like, I don't know exactly how to say this, but I think he looked at me like someone that was talented as well. He knew he was talented, uh. but I think he looked at me like, okay, this guy's talented too. Because I remember the first day he told me, we, were, you know, we was on the tour bus. He said, dude, you've got a certain swag. He said, you need to start writing. Really? He said, take this recorder. And, and I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. It's a recorder that used to hold like a cassette tape. But mm -hmm. it was a handheld recorder. Yeah, I remember and that. How, and that's how he would write. So he gave me one of his and told me, start writing, start writing, telling you telling you you got a certain swag just start writing and that's exactly what i did you know what i'm saying i did exactly that so you would say that your your personal experience with r kelly was what way different than anybody else's because he he respected me in a different light you know majority of everybody else who who were there they were yes men they were like yeah whatever this that and third yeah yeah well, oh yeah that's great you know, I would tell him, you know, I don't really like that song, but I like this one. Right. So he respected me for that because I never did that, you know, that yes man thing. I never did that. So so, so at the end of the day, we had kind of like a, you know, uh, uh, a uh, unspoken thing of, hey, you're talented and you're talented too. And it just was like that. I mean, you know, and I don't want to try to make it seem like, you know, like uh, I was steering him. No, he knew exactly what, what the fuck he was doing. Right. He knew exactly what he was doing. But we shared in it in a certain way that he respected my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I could come to him in a different way that right. everybody else would just be like, oh, yeah, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you're the greatest. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I always would just look at it for, you know, for what I really thought. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I thought it was great, I'd tell him. And if I thought it was whack, I'd tell him, too. Like, that sucks. I don't like that. Right. 
Dre, I want to ask you too, man. Like, man, this is so this is so dope, man. Like, you the whole time that because I, I wanted to know like your true feelings when that special came out. I wanted to know like how did what what was your reaction when it came out? Like the the R. Kelly the R. Kelly document the special thing or whatever with, with with Sparkle and all of them. Uh yeah, I mean Were you like wow or I mean, I was more so like this this is still going on. Because again I, I go back to the to to the first tape. People you can't you can't ask one person who say that they seen that tape that says that that's not him. Right. So to see this and me know certain people in the documentary that's talking, and even though they're not telling the whole truth, but I have to listen to their side, even though I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I have to listen to their side because I was never... He made sure, and I guess this was based on our relationship, and him knowing that I wasn't that yes man, he made sure, man. I never, I never witnessed none of that. I never witnessed him doing anything with young girls. Never. Now, did I see him do some stuff with some older chicks? Right. Yeah. Were there older chicks around, and you know, and crazy stuff going on? Absolutely. But anything young, like inappropriate. I never seen it. Fourteen year old little girl. Yeah, I never seen nothing like that because I would have did the Earl if I'd have seen it. Right. But I never seen it. So, you know, and this was just something that, you know, it just was what it was. I, I just wasn't involved in that side. And I don't know if it was because he looking at me like, Okay, this is a dude like me, he's talented. Maybe if he catches me or maybe if this happens, allegedly, he might tell or something. I don't know. But I, I, I wasn't able to see nothing. Now, right. Lisa Van Allen, like I said on Vlad, I seen her around. And I seen a lot of the crazy stuff that she was doing. I seen that, too. Right. And she admitted it, too. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. But I just didn't throw her under the bus and get detailed. You know, I kept it real light for Vlad. But at the end of the day, yeah, I seen her around. And she was wilding. Hmm. Basically. Man, that's crazy, man. Because it's like, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I have mixed mixed feelings about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a different, a different okay, thing. Okay, what's your mixed feelings? I just, you know, a, a lot of, I just feel like, and and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at like the entertainment business and 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 what's going on mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. with certain people that has really contributed to the culture. I just feel like I, I just feel like this 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 stuff is. I think it's set up a certain type of way because like if you're gonna pull certain coattails i just feel like you need to pull them all because we're talking about the entertainment business man you know what i'm saying right 
You know, I'm talking about, you know, Charlie Sheen, who who just told everybody that he just was just having sex with people and, 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 and he was infected. You know, that was talked about, right. that just disappeared, bro. Right, well, let's keep it real. Since, we, since you went there, let's just keep it real then. Okay. And, and I really don't want to go this route, but just because you said what you said, I'm going to go this route. Right. First of, first of all, we know as black people, we don't have the same guidelines, rules, or, or way of thought that people view white people. Right. And it's just a fact. So Charlie Sheen can get away with that. Right. Now, can... Southside black ass R. Kelly get away with it? No. No. Why now? Like it's like I I feel like it's another agenda. Another agenda. Listen, listen, why not now? If they'll do Bill Cosby, why not do Kale? Man, you ain't never lying, man. And then and then and then at at seventy some years old, whatever old he is, he's in jail right now. Exactly. And then the Michael Jackson thing come out. This man is gone. Y'all want to tarnish his legacy that bad? Yeah, I believe there is an agenda in terms of that. They want to erase the history of our people we look up we look up to as greats. Right. I believe there is a there is an agenda for that. But but at the end of the day, does that erase the facts? Right. Does now it? I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. Now I'm and I'm not trying to say. That now, you know, because I'm a strong believer, if this man done this, what he did, then right. he needs to get whatever the, the, the punishment is. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. But at right. the end of the day, I'm, I'm like what you said in the interview. Let's just talk about the facts. If we're going to talk about it, if we're going to do it, yeah. let's talk about the facts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm just saying, you got somebody that that that, that just was cleaning up their house, and and just he found the tape in the closet. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, it's, it's it's starting to get really yeah. like out out and of hand just keep now. Keep it real, he's lying. Straight up, he's lying. He didn't just find that tape in his house. So you just happen to get up one day and you just going through some videotapes in your closet and you run across uh, R. Kelly a tape, tape that says R. Kelly on it. Come You're on, a damn man. lie. He's lying. I don't believe that. Right. Now, that I don't believe. Somebody coerced that, paid them to say it, whatever the case may be. That's not, I, I don't believe that. Right. And, 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 but see, and, it's at the point now that it's such a circus, though, fam. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to cash in. Right. And I wanted to ask you, too, because, man, you you really touched me, man. Like, you, you blew my mind with the sparkle thing, man. I was like, yo... I'm like Dre really went there with it. Like I'm like yo, I was I, I was talking to my wife. I was like yo, did you hear what he just said? He was like yeah, yo, this this woman was married. So mad, man, because when we was working on her project, me and Earl, Earl, that was just his girlfriend right. when we started that. We was recording her records in Earl's bedroom in his mama house huh. every day, working on her stuff. Every single day. So to, for me to hear her get up on Surviving R. Kelly and actually say she was at a, a 
what the hell she say, a Bill Withers concert yeah. or something? Billy Ocean something? Billy Ocean, yeah. And then after that, she just popped up down there. I said, she's a damn liar. I mean, that that really bothered me because I'm like, why would she say that? Right. When, if it wasn't for me taking, taking the tape down there, she would have never been down there. But it's like she erased all of that. I don't know if it's personal with Earl because they, they end up being married or whatever the case may be, and she didn't want him to be a part of it. That that story, that narrative, I don't know. But that bothered me. So I was like, I'm going to tell this because this right. is ridiculous. And it was you funny, right after the R. Kelly special, right after the R. Kelly special, the album coming out. Right, you know, and you know, and that's what pissed me off, and that's why I just went ahead and told him. You see what I'm saying? But but this is why I go back to that surviving on Kelly and say, I believe the the girls that were young, I feel bad for them. Right. Even though I don't know what happened to them, I, I really don't know for a fact that these things happened. But if that happened to them, I feel bad for them. Now all these other people. Sparkles, the Drea, the the Lisa Van Allen, cut it out. Right, cut it out. Cause you were at the studio. At, you were at, at the, what point? You, you know, I'm just saying, like in 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 the stages of the phases that you were with R. Kelly. You, I'm sure you were at the studio working yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, did did you see any any cages, any any um on, secret man, rooms or cut it out? Cut it out! Absolutely not. None of. See, that's what I'm saying. From 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 my view, I saw none of that. None of the stuff they talking about. Now, did did Lisa Van Allen uh, put herself in a bunch of crazy situations? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Drea came along around like I think the Twelve Play album. And she was a dancer, and it was three, and it was three other dancers. Right. And when we went on tour, they all were chilling. Right. So it's not like she didn't understand who who this man was from from the very beginning. They were all together chilling. And that's what that's what confuses me. I'm like, why is she going so hard with this? Like, what? Like, 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 what's going on? Yeah, because things have changed. The circumstances. Yes, circumstances have changed. His his finances have changed, so things are not like they used to be. Now, let and me now people have to figure out how they continue their lifestyle. Right. Their 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 quality of living. That's why you have a person every other day. Oh yeah, you know I met Kale at a concert and he touched me and he said this and he said that. You got everybody saying that. Everybody. Now. Now, whether it's true or not, it's still ridiculous. Right. Because you didn't think to do it before now. Right. Right. Why you didn't do it years ago? Right. And and, and the thing that, that, that really bothered me, too, with everything that this man has accomplished, man... Um, album sales. I mean, this this man literally ran, like ran the charts, made so much money, and I'm yeah. like, you mean to tell me that he can't make a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond? Yeah, I mean, he. You know, I mean, you know, I know you heard, you know, what people been saying this, that, and the third, but, but you know, I mean, when you can't, uh, 
read and you know and you're not properly educated it's an easy thing to happen right you know what i'm saying that right. people are going to rob you right I mean, that's just the way that it goes because to a certain degree you know just like we started off this thing you know with with you know that you guys have paperwork public announcement right. no you see how easy that was right. and, and, and we could read it right right i see what you're saying I see what you're saying. So imagine him. Right. He could. Right. And, so, and they was, so they slap papers in front of you and say, okay, this is this, that, and third, and and this is just some stuff, that, you know, that's dealing with this, that, and the other, so just sign that for me. Right. What, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to sign it. Right. Do you think that, do you think that his, inter, the, the interview with Gail King, do you think that that was, um, you think that that was a setup? No, no, no. I think it was his idea because he pegs himself as a smart guy, very smart guy. You know how how the rumors are with, and, and you know, in terms of how people say, "Oh, he can't read; he's illiterate." Right. And he just that in the third, but in his mind, he's smart. So that was his idea. Same thing with the old interview with the one dude. Right. You know where he said. How, how old are you talking? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Because he, he, he thinks he's smarter than him. Yeah. So that's why he's talking to him like that. And everybody's like, did he really just say how old are you talking? Yeah, Dre, you are. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Right. Wow. I just, man, you know... I don't know, man. It's, it's man. It's so much, man. You know, and I know he's trying to get his paper. And they're trying to, you know, stop him from get, you know getting his passports and stuff to be able to go right. make money to be able to, you know, pay these lawyer fees and stuff like that, man. I just, I don't know, man. I it's, mean, it's, I mean, I just say it's a sad situation, you know, and you know, and like I have a lot of conversations with different people, and you know, and I'm gonna say this to you just like I say to them. Sometimes in life, you can do too much, and hmm. then that has to come back. Right. And that's how I look at this. Sometimes in life, you can do too much. And if you don't expect some of that you've done to come back, then it's like, you you know, you're pretty much insane. It has right. to come back. Wow. Not to say that he's done anything, but right. I'm just saying. Right, right. This is this is what it looks like to me. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like the OJ situation. Even though <laughs> all of us as black people felt like OJ killed them people. Right. Allegedly. But he got off. We was just happy that a black man got off. Man, you're right. That's all we cared about. You're right. It never mattered whether it looked like him, the glove didn't fit, this, that, and the third. We just wanted to see him get off. We, we just wanted to see, we just wanted the verdict, him getting off. That's it. That's it. That's all we cared about. Now, think about Kale's situation. Man. Everybody saw with their own two eyes. It looked, damn, it looked just like that. Right. Right, man. What Look, you, exactly man, like him. Dre, you, but fuck that. He got off. Right. Come on. You, you I, keep partying. You right. 
You right, <laughs> man. You right. You right. Damn it, Dre, man. A, a strong rich. part, of, a strong part of me, man. I, I, I just, I don't want to see his demise, but I, I, and then another part of me, like, who does, man? Nobody wants to see his demise. Man. That's why it's lasted this long. Nobody right. wants to see it. Right. Come on, man. The, the music he has made throughout these years, the videos, and just the the experiences. He's been the background to so many people's lives. I'm serious, yeah. man. You don't want you don't want that person to go down. Same thing like with a Michael Jackson. Right. You don't want to believe that he did. That hurt him, man. I was I was hurt, Dre. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was hurt, Me man. Too. I really was. <laughs> I, I I was I was really going off on the TV, man. I'm like, man. I'm I'm telling my wife, man, just cut it off. I don't want to watch it, man. I just don't. Right. I don't want right. to hear it. These two grown men. Oh, my God, man. But let me say this to you. What makes us exempt? Yeah. Because you, we're black? You're right, bro. Because how did people feel about Elvis? Elvis did the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Trump and everybody so like, else. We can't make ourselves feel exempt because it's, it's one of our people. You're right. If they did it, they did they it. They did it, they did it. You're right. You're right, Dre. Now, we don't know. We weren't there. Right. But but if they did it, they did it. And when you look back on all of them, those big white artists who were marrying their cousins and 14-year-old and girls and this, that, and other, they did that. Right. They did it. Now, ain't nobody say nothing about it. No, spe no specials, great. no nothing. Yeah, and, and they're still great. <laughs> still fair, in yeah. their mind, they, they still great. Yeah, Hall of Fame, everything. Yeah, yeah, life is good. Elvis, the king. Man. Bobby, cut it out. Dre, man, listen, I, I, I want to... Um, I, let's let's real quick, man. We run out of time. You, you got to come back on the show, man. Like it's oh, man, so anytime, much. I can talk to you we can forever. Do this on a weekly basis. Yes, yes. <laughs> you definitely got to be a regular, bro. Like I'm serious. Yeah. We got so much to talk about. I want you to um real quick. I want you to um tell us tell us what what we can what we can look for um and where we can find you at, man. Well, well, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is giant the R and B bully. Um, then I have another platform, Hits Digital Media Global. Okay. And then I have another one that's the Nero Clothing Apparel. That's my clothing line, shoes. I got to get with you on that. And I wanted to ask you about that, too, because I went and checked it out. And you got some really, really dope merch, man. Y'all sleeping on this, man. And go to this website and check this merch out. I got to get with you on that because I do want to I, I get my game up, man. I'm talking about you really, you really putting together some nice pieces over there. Yeah, well, let me give you a little insight. I don't know if you guys uh, or, or your audience is following Master P. Master P did a deal with Alive Shoes. It's a company in, in Italy. I did that same deal. And and you design your own shoes, this, that, and third. And, and it's really quality, quality. It's not like it's no garbage. It's, it's right. real. So if any of your listeners go and, and look at Master P, just to know that that I'm official with what I'm saying, it's the same deal. 
I got the same deal. Y'all just got the exclusive T right there. Pete ain't P ain't dropped that on us now. That's exclusive right there. Yo, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. Look, give your shout outs real quick, man, before we have to get out of here, man. It's just it's not enough time, but we're gonna talk off air. We definitely gotta set this up to where you're a regular on the show. I wanna promote. Um I gotta get the uh the gear. I wanna promote everything, man, and we, we gotta keep this thing going. I want you to uh give your shout outs real quick to anybody you wanna shout out. Yeah, I just wanna shout out to all the people that's listening, man. I, I appreciate everybody listening. You know, and I would like to come back on, and we, and you know, and we talk about other topics too, man. And you know, it just don't have to be this. You know, we we give our opinions on some other things that's going on out here that's nuts. Dre, you, you know gonna be <laughs> you you you, you are now. Mean? We doing this on air. You officially now a regular. So like I say, we gonna talk. We gonna schedule this and get this in to where you are gonna be um, on this show as a regular, man. I'm I'm definitely like I'm with it, man. I'm just like. I'm I'm really pissed off because it's ended, man. Like this is so dope, man. Really. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm having a good time, and you know, and back then I didn't know a lot about the music business when we met him, but I know a lot about it now, though. So those are conversations we can have too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, just, to so educate just get people up to speed. You know yeah, what I'm saying? absolutely, so man. Know how to get down out here? Absolutely. Dre, man, I wanna I wanna thank you from me and the vibe team, man. It, it's such a blessing, man, to to connect with you, my brother. Thank you for the opportunity to um yeah, man, I thank, you. thank you. Man, it's just a I blessing. A it's a blessing. Um, and look, real quick, if you can if you can give some encouraging words to to the listeners real quick, um, we're running out of time, but something that you can drop real quick, man, that could touch somebody. I mean, it all depends on, you know, in, in like, what area are they trying to be an artist? Overall, in life. I mean, overall in life, just just stick to what you believe in. Whatever it is that you believe, don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep going. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how much the, the, the storm is storming just on you or feels like it's storming just on you, don't stop what you believe because the only way you don't make it is by stopping wow that's the only way you're not gonna make it absolutely just don't stop dre i love you king man we're gonna talk my brother yes sir king let's get it in absolutely it's the vibe show podcast with your boy kano the don the vibe king and my special special guest my brother king andre boykins man we are out Yes, sir.